Well, everybody, we are officially back from the band. They want black to keep the cycle on and white to hate themselves. So can't you tell they want us all in camps and both to stay in jail? Don't let us fail. Yeah, it's like those Twitter accounts that have popped up that are like, yeah, I'm a she, her, uh, gender, neuroqueer who advocates for, uh, you know, rights for crabs. And you're just like, is this real or fake? I don't know. Savannah Hernandez is a producer for Slightly Offensive on Blaze TV and also a political commentator. She hosts a podcast called Rapid Fire. Anomaly is a billboard charting hip-hop artist as well as a political commentator with over a quarter million YouTube subscribers. They both join me today. How are you guys? Fantastic. Doing great. Thank you for having us. I love both of you guys. Thanks for coming on. First thing I want to talk about, Anomaly, this song you've got with Bryson off the charts, literally on the charts, I guess. How, what's, what's the feedback been like? I love the song. Um, anything to report on the chart status? What kind of feedback are you getting? Yeah, well, thank you for being real quick on it because we just hit the Billboard charts today. So I like that Billboard charting artist, but we hit number two in digital rap sales in the US, number three for R&B and rap sales. And then I believe number 16 for all genres sales. So that was three different charts this week. Uh, it's been great. I mean, I, that's a nice accomplishment, you know, to have. So that was awesome. The feedback's been great. And it's just cool that we can compete with mainstream artists with a smaller budget, um, pretty much no budget. I know that we're pretty much both self-managed and stuff. So that was awesome and pretty excited about that. It just happened. So thank you for being quick on the news. Rebel News, you know, they're right there, right on the spot. So what kind of... Uh... Why do you think there's such like a clamoring for this sort of stuff? We've seen Brevner um, up here, 300,000 views in a couple weeks on his video. We saw Bryson go to number one, let's go Brandon, all that stuff. Why do you think there's such, you know, a void being filled now? Right. Two reasons. Well, I think half the world or more than half the world wants something real and not everybody is like the authoritarian left that they're pushing now under the guise of liberals. So you have more than half the world looking for something that the major corporations are afraid to do. Everybody's pandering to this very small minority thought group that isn't popular anymore. And it's getting less popular that. And also I think rap, when I listened to it, it was rebellious counterculture. That's why we liked rock and roll rap. And nowadays you got Eminem. I mean, great talent inspired me when I was younger, but he's like rapping about, you know, wearing masks and, you know, like being afraid of coronavirus or somebody coughing on them. And it's like, it's just so not cool. So, you know, my favorite rappers that I like, I mean, some of them are still cool, but I feel like they're, they can't really figure out what to do anymore. The old, Thing that everybody's doing is getting stale and you know people want something fresh and real and fortunately um they've left such a massive void and it's easy to fill by just being honest and authentic which i guess everyone's like afraid to do now or it's not you know trendy or maybe they just don't know it but i think those two reasons savannah you're in the place to be in texas of course why do you think there do you think there's a new like wave of people coming in now and there and there's a bigger possibility to to sort of like blow up i'm seeing this a lot up here especially with the music and with podcasts and people speaking out now do you think sort of like the lockdown culture has allowed for a new wave of talent to come through especially given how many people are trying to go be part of like whether it's the comedy scene or the political scene in in austin texas in that area 
100%. And I would just like to say congratulations to Anomaly. I think that he's doing such a great job because there is such a huge wave of people that are hungry for the truth. I think I was listening to an old Drake song or some rap song, and it's basically rappers talking about, you know, taking drugs, having all these hoes, making money, blah, blah, blah. And then you listen to Anomaly and Bryson Gray and their message is so different. And I really do think that there's this new culture of people who are so hungry for the truth because they realize how much the government has lied to them, because they realize how much celebrities and all of these media talking heads have led them astray. So when you have this new fresh talent and this new ideology coming forward. People are really hungry for that. And um, here in Texas, of course, we've always been I would say, you know, one of the free states, um, you mentioned Austin, I was actually there this past weekend, and it is good because we are seeing a huge uptick in freedom here in Texas, a lot of people moving over here, but at the same time, we're taking in a lot of the Californians who are escaping and fleeing all of the bad policies that they voted into their state. So you go to Austin, Texas right now, it's essentially mini LA, you have homeless encampments everywhere, a huge uptick in rising crime. So it's very much this fight where Texas is one of the more free states. We are very outspoken here. We love our rights. We love our guns. But at the same time, we have all of these transplants coming in that are severely changing the culture here. Uh, keep your eye on Texas because 2022, 2024, will you know, definitely see a demographic change here. And from the left real quick, I would say, keep the oat milk. The oat milk lattes are good from LA. Everything else is bad. So, you know, take it's, the baristas. It's funny, that you, it's funny you bring that up, Anomaly, because I just drank an oat milk latte for the first time this week. It was delicious. I don't know why I've been sleeping on oat milk, but it's it's really good, guys. Go try it out. Very that's similar. what that's all some of the few exports we still have to offer. But yeah, leave the policies behind, but take the, you know, take the latte. Starbucks 100%. just uh, lifted their vaccine mandate, which was kind of surprising. But I'm, I'm seeing a lot of different companies saying, oh, now that the government will let us discriminate against you, we're not going to do it. I wanted to ask you guys, are you surprised that maybe you, Anomaly, and others, of course, weren't invited to that America Fest thing? Like, I thought I was going to see Let's Go Branded performance for sure. Are you guys surprised at how there is still, like, a little bit of gatekeeping at that event? Uh, I'm not surprised. No, I mean, at this point, I'm grateful that I built my own audience and it's like a power, not just in right-wing media, but even especially left-wing media that I don't need anything. I like beaches. I like to play exercise. These are things I could do anywhere. I'm pretty happy and content. Um, but I think, yeah, there's, that's just politics. And, you know, I guess to be not controversial and just honest, I've worked at a lot of different places and there's always gatekeeping. There's always drama. There's always like, you know, that's just like a human nature sort of thing. So of course that politics is also in politics, but you know, I think it drives me to go that much harder. I've always had a chip on my shoulder. I was really good at soccer growing up and I felt like I was always, you know, slept on and, and that makes me go even harder. So I, in, a, in a weird way, I kind of like it. Cause then I'm like, oh, okay, now I gotta, you know, it keeps me uh, motivated and inspired to just, you know, do great content and great, great work, great music, et cetera. Span, did you want to comment on that? Uh, regarding America Fest and who's allowed to speak and who's not, I just think that we constantly see with these types of right-wing events that it's only the establishment, if you will, that is allowed to go and speak there. And that's an issue that we've had for many years here at these types of events with these types of organizations. And uh, I would just say that's why the right loses, because they're afraid to bring on people that are controversial. And it often is those controversial people who are speaking the most truth that aren't afraid to deviate from the norm 
women who are actually calling out what needs to be called out in society today. So uh, not surprising, uh, disappointing, I would say, but um, you know, that's the right wing. That's why we continue to lose truly in America. <laughs> I was a little disappointed as well. And speaking of, I wanted to bring up the stuff about Joe Rogan and Spotify in the realm of, you know, censorship. Did you guys get a chance to like do a little bit of dive into that letter that was uh, sent to Spotify? Did you guys read about this? Honestly, I didn't even read the letter because I didn't want to waste my time on it. I just waited for everyone else to expose that what these 270 doctors and scientists weren't even that one of this was that one of them was a cannabis scientist. Like, are, are you serious? Are you kidding me right uh, now? Hey, that's real science. Trust yeah, me. You guys no, wanna, wanna bring, I think yeah, we have no, the I, article. Somebody wrote a, something on their stub stack about that. We want to bring that up. I think I sent that before. Um, the It turns out like you guys were saying, a bunch of college professors. Now, of course, they can be doctors, but it was like academic research doctors who have PhDs, some nurses. Um, I think there was even some students involved. And then here we go. Um, this is by Jordan Schatch. I don't know. He, he uh, crushes it, too. He does great work. Yeah, yeah he does. I'm really loving the Substack stuff, though. 270 doctors called out Joe Rogan for the authors and letters, and vast majority of its signatories are not medical doctors. I think if we go down to the bottom, you get a little bit of a breakdown. So, yeah, the guard. I want to say real along. quick, too, that uh, I think there were tens of thousands of like uh, frontline doctors who stood against the tyranny. So, even if they were all like doctor doctors, uh, you know, in the medical field, I mean, 270 is not really yeah. that much. You know, like there, there were 10,000 plus, like, you know, counterculture doctors standing up um, against it. So, and I think I that know. Dr. Peter McCullough actually tweeted about how 16,000 plus doctors, they pushed back against that original letter calling Joe Rogan a menace to public health. So 16,000 plus actual doctors were like, okay, we see your 270, we raise you 16,000 plus. <laughs> right, right. It's a low number, 270. That's like two and I've done shows with thousands of people, you know what I'm saying? Like thousands of people like me. It's like, I, yeah, <laughs> I would hope so. Like, especially if you're Joe Rogan, it, that would be like a million people hate drake and it's like yeah and millions of people like him like what's the big yeah. you know 270 like uh let's read this cool, 50 <laughs> phd academics 60 college professors 29 nurses 10 students four medical residents and a handful of science podcasters i mean we don't really like it could be anybody but you're right it's still not a big number if we click on that link down there that's towards the bottom can um, I disagree with Savannah real quick? I'm going to say man. that the cannabis doctor is the only real doctor there. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> no, 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 no. He's, the most, he's the most important one. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I <laughs> would 1000% agree with you on that because I'm like, okay, you know what? I see the health effects to it. But the I'll just added, play. So this guy actually got ghost edited off because people found his social media profile. He has he, him pronouns in his uh, title of his name. And right. he's an anti-fascist political theory nerd slash cannabis scientist. So right. it's like, you know what? I respect the cannabis scientists out of that, but you know, the pronouns and everything else it's like yeah okay you're showing off your mental illness a little bit come on guys <laughs> i need to know i need to know what uh you know what gender my strain is that's why they got the hybrid that's the that's the he her collabo you got the hybrid the bottom exactly. you know, this guy this guy knows what he's doing we don't discriminate <laughs> just so we're clear the producer's name is andrew i'm not talking to myself um it had the actually go back up to where that uh, list was it had a link to he's um, talking to himself he's a schizophrenic yeah. god it's the marijuana. It's okay. We accept that in the modern day. You know, it's 2022. We only <laughs> want to prop up the mentally ill. So, Andrew, you do you. We're very proud of you. Yeah, we're proud, bro. Thanks. I'm failing upwards. Come a long way. Now, where they listed the, um, what we were just looking at there, there was a link that was talking about the author. 
Anyways, the author is just like um, works for the Rockefeller Foundation, works for CNN. There, there she is, Jessica Malati Rivera, science communication lead in the pandemic tracking collective. So she was good lord uh, created this COVID tracking dot com with the Atlantic. She she's listed on the Rockefeller Foundation website, and she's also a CNN contributor. So that's just interesting. I thought as the person who is like leading the charge of the letter, who she's working on wow. behalf of. I feel like being a CNN contributor actually takes away from your credibility, but uh, good for her. <laughs> Did you see the, I think it was um, San Francisco Chronicle. They wrote an op-ed article saying why the state of California should be able to take your children away. And it's just like, it, it could be a joke. You know, that's why, like, I, I don't even know anymore, like Babylon B stuff. Th that could be like a Babylon B article, but there's literally like psycho fringe liberals writing articles like, hey, the government should take your kids away. And this is why not to get on a soapbox real quick, but I think Republicans, conservatives in Canada, like they should just be honest and straightforward because this is not a popular issue. Even recent polling, I saw a lot of Republicans like, oh, you know, 50 something percent of Democrats agree with authoritarianism. And that's crazy. But that means that like 50 percent don't. You know, so this is a huge issue to gain a lot of voters. They're going crazy. It's not normal or popular. And, you know, a lot of people only know certain things they hear on CNN or Fox News, and they're always fighting about the wall or something. And there's a place for that. But I think this this stuff is like a real wedge issue that they could win on. So it's like highlight these people writing articles like five years ago, they would have been taken for evaluation. But now they have, you know, puffy jobs at like mainstream media conglomerates. That's a good perspective. Unfortunately. For sure. Um, I want to, I, I keep seeing, and the reason I brought up uh, Canadian stuff earlier is partially because I keep seeing like some, some of you guys and then other people as well. I think they're waking up, you know, to the question of Canada lately, whether it's, you know, the Quebec fining people for being unvaccinated or something like that. But we also had this conversion therapy law passed. I don't know how much you guys have read about this, but I think the, the main problem here, I think, is when people hear conversion therapy, what goes in their mind is like a sort of like 1960s electroshock therapy. They're beating you at a camp or something, but it's, it's actually not that at all and i think there's a uh, an article we can pull up from ctv that basically explains it. it's a little bit it's a left-leaning outlet up here but explains a little bit of what it is and they get into how um it's illegal i think it was 30 days after his passing it was just a couple weeks ago um here we go it's now illegal scroll down to the middle i think conversion therapy i want to blow that up a bit for viewers south of the border. Conversion therapy, as it's called, seeks to change a person's sexual orientation to heterosexual or gender identity. That's the key thing. Or gender identity to cisgender. It can include seeking to repress someone's non-heterosexual attraction or rep repressing this person's gender expression or non-cisgender identity. So I think we all three of us probably agree that like you shouldn't like try to change a person for who they are. But in terms of like saying maybe you're not a different gender to, I don't know, like a five-year-old. Maybe you're not a bear. Maybe you're not like a boy if you were born a girl. Maybe that, like, that's going too far. And Matt Walsh, to circle back what I was saying, he tweeted a part of the actual uh, the bill there. And I just wanted to go over a few of those thoughts. Click on that image for me. Oh, I guess we're cutting. Yeah, there we go. Um, changing sex, sexual orientation to heterosexual. Change a person's identity gender identity to cisgender, change a person's gender expression so that it conforms to the sex assigned to the person at birth. So you can't 
convince, I guess, a child to conform to the sex assigned them at birth, gender identity, gender expression. Now, this comes with a penalty of up to two years in prison. And this goes back to, like, when Jordan Peterson was saying years ago, I think it was 2017, that this sort of stuff would soon be used against us. And everybody was like, no, don't be such a bigot. Uh, do, do you guys see this as a, as a big of a problem as I think I, it, that it is? Or am I talking to myself again here? I'll be quick because I know, yeah, I was going to say, I know Savannah could go off on this. She's an expert, but, you know, to be brief, Jordan Peterson was right. The slippery slope was real. Um, As far as the gender stuff, they can just arrest you if you're, if, you know, you say your wife wants to change the gender of your kid and you say, no, now you could go to prison. That's so dangerous. But even just on the gay stuff, even if it wasn't that, I think it's messed up because all of society is trying to make people gay all the time. You know, like they're trying to make kids gay, adults gay, tell you you're gay, you're bi. So it's just not fair that they could, you know, try to make everyone gay, but then a straight person couldn't do the opposite. I mean, it's, it's all bad, but definitely the gender stuff's the worst. 100%, especially because we're targeting our children with that. And if you look at the definition of this bill, what does conversion therapy, what can that even be defined as? Okay, you have a son and then you go buy your son a bear and then you put him in blue clothes. Is that considered conversion therapy? Because you're, you know, making him convinced that he's a boy because that's what his gender actually is. So we're living through such an insane time where we're targeting the next generation and why are they being targeted? Yuri Bezmenov, who was a KGB defector and propagandist expert talked about how to subvert an entire country to subvert an entire, uh, you know, people, you would have to target the younger generation. And then within a 15 to 20 year time span, you would see what that actually looks like. You would see the, the, uh, I guess, reeducation of the children and of that next generation. And that's what we're seeing right now with these kids, with how confused that they're being with their gender with just everything we're seeing in our universities. It's absolutely disgusting to me. And children shouldn't be targeted. If you want to be gay, you're 18 plus, go ahead and knock yourself out, but stop pushing it down everyone else's throats and stop targeting kids with this. It's disgusting. What would you say to say somebody... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, what would you say to somebody, Savannah, that says, you know, I I believe my child... Because a a man in British Columbia has already been arrested for this last year for not adhering Mm -hmm. to his daughter's... uh, a gender transition. I'm, I'm sure I'm getting a bit of it wrong, but he went to, he served jail time. They had a whole, you know, media embargo on it. You couldn't talk to it. What would you say to somebody who's like, you know, my, my child who's eight believes that they're a girl. They believe strongly in it. I want to just, you know, support them and let them be happy. I would say to that, who is your child being influenced by and surrounded by? And, you know, we can look at the education system. We can look at our schools. If you look at the percentages of children who now identify as the LGBTQIA, you know, whatever sexuality, you'll see that there's been a huge uptick in that because they are being influenced by their teachers, by their fellow peers, by the media, by cartoons for crying out loud. So I would ask that parent, you know, who's really influencing your child here? And also, too, I mean, not everybody is religious, but I will point out that that is why it's important to have some basis of religion, and that is why it's important to, you know, have God as a part of your life, if you will. I'm a Christian person. I genuinely see that we've taken God out of society and look at where we've gotten to. We now have children being raised as babies. They're super confused. Suicide rates are going up. Depression rates are going up. Drug use is going up. And this is just supposed to be normal, and we're propping up mental illness in society. Anomaly, where do you see this leading? What do you think the ramifications are as a society or an entire country when this stuff is being pushed so 
I, I think it's pretty obvious that it's being pushed really hard. I think it's already there. So now you could go to prison. Like, you know, if your t teacher, their kid's teacher is six, seven years old, she is far left and convinces him that he's something because he hears it six, eight hours a day. And you're the parent, you're supposed to be able to, you know, take your kid out of school, say that you want a different teacher. This is what parents do. They're trying to take the parent out and then they could arrest you. They could steal your kid. And this is so dangerous. It's already there. And where they're going is they just want to make it illegal for anybody to disagree with their authoritarianism. Like in America, the Rogan stuff, it's really just a way to say, if anybody opposes our regime, big pharma, big government, you know, you are misinformation, you are hate speech, you are, you know, I guess, uh, like LGBT offensive, whatever they call it, homophobic. They're finding ways to put this in legislation to really just take your kids, uh, stop you from ever questioning everything they're doing from forced masking, forced injections, you know, forced LGBT, like they can force it down your throat, but you can't do the opposite or even defend yourself. And, uh, I just pray that, you know, conservatives here in America and Canada get smart because I see this thing happening where they end up going further left to try to appease the middle ground. And, you know, things that say like Bryson Gray, who I did the song with, he has Christian opinions, like a lot of people, and he's now, you know, not allowed to play at certain events and they kind of black list him in some ways because they find it too offensive. But his stance was a Hillary Clinton stance in 2000 and an Obama stance. So it's like, he's at, you know, they're now further left than Obama and Hillary used to be. And they think that this is a way to win, but it's really not. And I think, uh, even a lot of liberal and progressive parents are starting to realize how crazy uh, the school system's getting and how abusive it is and how creepy it is. And it's starting to wake a lot of people up. So I pray that conservatives see this for what it really is and get smart because, you know, I hate to be a downer. I'm a very optimistic person, but I do believe that they want to put people in prison for a lot of things for literally just being moral, honest, and a good parent. And they're going to keep passing laws like this to try to basically make it illegal to dissent from the authoritarian regime. And I mean, it's already slowly happening, but you know, once again, the slippery slope is exactly correct. Christian pastors, Jordan Peterson, a hundred percent right. And this is just further proof. Yeah. I think we're in a, we're pretty far down the slope up here in Canada. Um, yeah, that's and Andrew, before mm -hmm. we get off of this point, too, I just want to build on what Anomaly was saying as well and remind people that the FBI was used to target parents in Loudoun County, Virginia, because they had the audacity to speak out against what was going on in their schools because they were speaking out against their children being read sexually explicit books and being taught sexually explicit things. So we have our intelligence agencies now being weaponized against law-abiding American citizens because they have the audacity to parent their children. So so I just wanted to build up on uh, what Anomaly was saying with that point. Right. And real quick too, um, the, uh, Rogan did this with a general McMaster. He had HR McMaster on his podcast. And he actually mentioned, uh, the FBI in the Gretchen Whitmer plot when we were trying to protest peacefully against lockdowns around the country, just random people saying, man, this is a huge breach of power. You know, there was this big kind of story that said, Oh, there's people trying to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, who's a governor. And that's really bad. And the media kind of used it at the time to make it seem like, well, anybody that's against the lockdowns might do something crazy like this. And then a story breaks in BuzzFeed like a year later that a lot of the people involved in that plot were FBI agents and the people who hatched that plot were, and they were trying to convince, mm -hmm. you know, non-FBI agents to get in on it. And, uh, I mean, this is, this is crazy. Like targeting parents for stopping their kids from getting the Canadian type education. And then also kind of, you know, creating or 
fueling a plot to really not uh, make it look like anybody who opposes the regime is, uh, you know, an extremist. It's, it's very, very creepy. Yeah. One of those guys, and I mean, was look homeless what's going too. on. Sorry, Andrew. Sorry. One of the guys was homeless. And then that also they love a good homeless guy, right? <laughs> it also reminds me of uh, Ray Epps. I'm going to go to jail for saying this, but we should storm the Capitol tomorrow, you guys. It's, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it so much. I wanted to... Um, and then they're defending that guy. I don't know if he is or not. Like, I almost low-key, it would be hilarious if he's not, and everyone's just, like, yeah. shitting on this poor guy. But uh, <laughs> it's like he's the only one getting defended. It's like, dude, they're going after people who literally stood outside and didn't do anything at all, and they're trying to say everybody involved was a terrorist any republican like everything and it's crazy it's like dude this guy's literally on camera saying that and all of a sudden he's getting like defended by adam kinzinger it's like you know i'm not really knee deep in this narrative because i feel like it's a trap but it, that was kind of comical to me i'm like man i i wonder what it's like to get defended by all these people that's a rare you know he's a lucky guy that ray <laughs> are you gonna say Look anomaly, the uh the fbi investigated the fbi and they uh said that they didn't have any involvement in january 6th so please don't question it thank you yeah no i try <laughs> I definitely trust that. Sounds open shot case. Anomaly, oh, yeah. I wanted to give you a couple W's here on air. Um, if I were think back the last year, 2021, the great inflation debate, turns out you were right about